Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. And in today's episode, we're coming at you with something a little bit different. We're talking about uh, the first three films that Jack and I have been to see together at Lyft 2019. That's Leeds International Film Festival 2019. Yes, it is. Even more so prestigious than, I'd say, the likes of Cannes and... Yeah. Um, Toronto, mm. all those Venice, yeah, Leeds is where it's at. Yeah, this is uh, this is big. It's glamorous. It's got the glitz. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yorkshire glitz. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Lyft 2019 started a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> I've been to see quite a few films from it uh, during that time, uh, but now Jack's joined me for uh, a few films to see over the next couple of days and to do a couple of little little special episodes for you. Yeah, we thought we'd try and get together, because um, you've known that it was coming up for a little while. When, when did you first hear about Lyft? Um, pretty soon after I moved here. Yeah. Uh, someone at work mentioned it to me. Yeah, so you, you've had it circled in the diary, and um, yeah. and we'd said it would be great if... Well, we actually originally said how great if we could all make it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Woody's obviously busy with work, and etc, etc, but he's actually been to a film festival of his own recently, Bristol. Yeah, that's true, yeah. He... Uh... He went to see Interstellar at, where, where was it? He, it was a planetarium or something in Bristol. Mm. Which sounded amazing. He was like lying down and looking up at... Uh, Projected at, onto the... onto the. He said it wasn't quite that sort of 360 view, but yeah. it must have been pretty close. Yeah. Um, the only shame of it is that he almost despised yeah. the actual film Interstellar. Which... Uh, it's it, thrown us a bit, hasn't it? It's astounding me, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to sort of... Doubt my own. I definitely need to rewatch it. I mean, when was the last time you saw it? It's a long time for me, actually. Since I saw it when it came out, and yeah. that's, uh... oh, so you've only seen it once. I think yeah. I've seen it twice, but it? yeah. But so... I remember liking it quite a lot, especially uh, Matthew McConaughey's big emotional moment in it. Yeah, which didn't even get a mention on yeah. Woody's letterbox review. Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, surprised us with that one. Yes, but uh, I think we need to. We need to discuss this with him a bit further on an episode. Maybe. Well, we will do. We will do. Next time we're all back together, um, we'll make sure to ask him about his experience. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I was able to make it, thank God. And um, yeah, here today and tomorrow. And Joe's still MIA, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we really don't know where he is. I hope he's all right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm happy to be here. Um, not just first time coming to Leeds International Film Festival, but first time seeing Richie's new humble abode. Mm-hmm. And I must say, it's a lovely place, Richie. Oh, thank you. Glad yeah, you I've been treated like a king by Fliss and Richie on arrival. Okay. Had the lovely roll-out uh, sofa bed last night. Slept, <laughs> like, slept like a baby, I would say. <laughs> baby king. Baby king, yeah. Um, so it's just been a brilliant trip so far, and yes, I'm very excited to get into the films that we've seen, and also the ones that you've seen without me, because you've been to a few already, haven't you? Yeah, seen some crackers. It's been really good, this uh, this festival, so... Yeah, I think, should we, should we just get straight in? Or have you got something else you want to bring up um, before we start? I don't think so. I think, yeah, let's just... Because probably quite a bit to talk about, and we have, we have actually got another film to go to. Yeah, we've got two more films to see today. Let's um, not reveal them. I'm not going to reveal them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Two more films, uh, maybe a, a second episode for you, uh, mm-hmm. covering, covering the festival. Maybe. After this. Um, yeah, but for now, let's, uh, let's just... Get into it, Let's shall we? Dive Let's into waves, shall dive. we? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the first film we're going to be talking about, although actually the last film we watched yesterday, mm. um, freshest in our minds, is Waves uh, by Trey Edward Schultz. Here's a clip. 
We are not afforded the luxury of being average. What a difference. I'm the one that's trying to hold this family together. Come on! You pushed him! What a Uh, Waves is directed by Trey Edward Schultz and it stars Taylor Russell, Kevin, sorry, Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Alexa Denny. The synopsis uh, is Sterling K. Brown, the dad, kind of the guy. Okay, in. sorry, it wasn't on this list. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm DB. You need to sort the way you do your cast lists out because oh, to, to be fair to them, it's just I think they just do a couple on this. Uh, opening stars thing, and then I have to go and see full cast and crew. To use use letterbox. There you go. That's better. Oh, All right, here we go. Um, okay, so Wave stars Kelvin Harrison Jr., Lucas Hedges, Taylor Russell, Renee Elise Goldsbury, Sterling K. Brown. He's still pretty far down that list, by the way. He is actually, yeah. Uh, Alexa Demi, Neil Huff, Clifton Collins Jr., Krisha Fairchild, Ruben E. A. Brown, Joshua <laughs> Rockington, I didn't mean Viva Pineda. David Garrelick, uh, Alan Fritz, Kristen Wallet, Ellen Marguerite Cullivan, okay. Taisha Perez, Nicholas well, Ryan Hernandez, Bill Wise, uh, with a special feature from Harmony Corinne as teacher. Right. Okay. We've got to be got. At least we got Sterling in. He, he'll appreciate that. <sighs> and uh, so I've not, I've lost the fucking synopsis here, Jack. You fucking fucked me up here. The synopsis is. Traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. Jack, what did you think of Waves? Well, I thought it was a fantastic film. And before we get into Waves, let's quickly just remind viewers, uh, listeners, sorry, that this is the director who who um, was behind one of our favourite films, I think it's fair to say, mm-hmm. of the past few years, It Comes at Night. Yeah. A brilliant horror film. Love it. We all loved it. Um, did you, was Joe Withers with that for that one? Probably not. <laughs> probably, yeah, fair to say, probably not. Um, but he directed that horror film. It was Joel Edgerton, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and just a fantastic, well-made, very creepy mm. film that we all loved. And since then, um, we've been hoping for more horror films like it. A few great ones have come along, but not many. But this is so different. And that's that's the interesting part for me before going into it was this is a guy who's directed a brilliant horror film moving into this, which is a family drama, um, mm-hmm. modern day. I know the horror film was modern day also, but just completely different genre, style, everything about it. So it's quite a leap. Um, we had a little look at his filmography before we watched this, and he's not actually directed many. I think the only other one we... So it was Krisha mm-hmm. from 2015 or something. Yeah. Um, so that, that's so, before it comes at night then, Yes, it? that was yeah. before it comes at night. So he's not obviously the most experienced director. Um, and this is only the second film we've seen of his, but he is really knocking him out of the park. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Be- time. Because it's quite impressive to go from something like It Comes at Night to this and just still pretty much nail it. I mean, it wasn't all perfect. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um but generally, yeah, my, my initial thoughts was brilliant. Um, I got the impression that everybody else in the screening was also really into it. Um, oh, yeah. You could, uh, you you can could see some uh, yeah. some visual cues from the audience that they were they were really getting into some parts of it. Yeah, you really got a sense that everyone was fully engaged. Um, I think the acting all around was very, very of a high standard. That doesn't make sense. 
very, very good. <laughs> um, Sterling K. Brown, I've not actually seen him in anything before. I think you said you have. Yeah, I think I think he's he's in um, the the People versus O.J. Simpson American oh. Crime Story thing. Right. Um, okay. And he was very good in that actually. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think something that he's also very famous for is a TV series called This Is Us. Again, I've not seen it, mm. but I've just heard about it. Um, but not just him. The the young actor who played the son, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Excellent. Um, and it was just a very realistic environment, a very believable family. I mean, they were clearly very well off. Um, they were living in this huge house, very modern house in Florida. Um, but it was believable and it was realistic. And the family dynamics, the arguments that they were having, the types of conversations they would have was all very just believable. And that helps get you into it straight away. Mm-hmm. Lucas Hedges, <laughs> he, we, he's been in a few A24 films. Uh, oh, that's something we've not mentioned. A24, the studio behind this. Um, have made some brilliant films that we've all really enjoyed. So that was another yeah. sort of signpost before we even saw it that it was. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can really link the studio to a film like that, but I guess when when you've seen a, f- I can't think of an A two four film that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah, fair enough. Fair play. And so it, def- <clears throat> it definitely is something that comes into my mind when I'm looking at a film that's coming out. If I see that it's got A two four behind it, it definitely uh, piques my interest as well. Mm-hmm. And Lucas Hedges has been in a few of their films. Um, what's it called with uh, Casey Affleck? Um, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by, by the Sea. I believe, I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me, listeners, but I believe that's uh, A24. And he's been in a couple of others. Um, and he, But he, he, he sort of... We weren't too sure about his performance in another film that I forget the name of. Three Billboards. Three Billboards. Um... But in this, I think I think he, I think he was on form. Mm-hmm. Um, he was quite funny in parts, um, and yeah, I think he did a good job. And also the young actress who plays the daughter, just all around great acting, mm-hmm. great direction, some very innovative shots and s- mm. some styles. And um, we spoke last night immediately after seeing it about the use of the color. Oh yeah, um, the color palette was great. The way they used sort of police siren lights to sort of illuminate someone's face. Uh, I mean, not something that's never been done before, but it was just done very, very well. Yeah. Um, the aspect ratio changed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, little little techniques like that that really added to the whole experience. So for me, yeah, just initial thoughts. Loved it. Oh, cool. What about you, Richie? Uh, yeah, I agree. Very much enjoyed uh, Waves. <clears throat> um, yeah, thought the acting was absolutely brilliant uh, from everyone it's definitely a film of two halves i would say well literally yeah yeah and the the first half um would be my favorite of the two i agree um i thought that was uh, like everything about that the pace of it and that the tension building and building was uh, was absolutely amazing to a, to a, a real climax yeah um i mean paced perfectly i'd say yeah definitely and the camera work was just incredible. Um, the way it moved around in in uh, following characters in, in long shots, what what at least seemed like long shots, um, and probably were. Shout out to cinematographer Drew Daniels. Very good, very good. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah uh, I think uh, Trevor Schultz is definitely making a name for himself now, and I'd be excited to see anything he comes up with. Uh, yeah. From now on, I think I would probably still say I preferred it comes at night to this. Do you know what? I'd actually have to see it again to be sure of that. That's probably a good point. I'd probably um, it's been a while since I've watched it, so. But I I remember loving 
like every part of that. Yeah. Whereas there was the, like towards the end of this one, I start to feel a little bit less. Yes. Uh, into it. And I did. I must say, I felt the length slightly in this. Okay. I think it was about two and a quarter hours. Yeah. Maybe again, just at the end, I started to just yeah. a little bit. Well, also we should say. Um, so we saw this at the venue of uh, Leeds Town Hall, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful venue, um, but it's not perfect for screening films. Um, sound, sound wise, sound wise, definitely. Everything else is fine. The, the screen, the um, the, the seating, um, but the sound, just because it's just such a kind of big echoey place. Yeah, it's quite cavernous, isn't it? Yeah, um, sometimes. Um, kind of deep voices can uh, meld a bit, so yeah. it gets a bit difficult to make out or things any, or, everyone or says. Or anything that's said fairly quietly. Yeah, I had a massive issue with that when I went to see The Lighthouse um, last week. Um, I, I I pretty much couldn't hear a single word anyone said. Oh, <laughs> in, in it must have been so frustrating. Yeah, it, it was definitely really frustrating, and it, and it can and it did kind of ruin the whole experience of the, of the film. So I think I would have to see it again to. Kind of properly get a feel how. But having it. said that, the fact the fact it did ruin the experience, and you couldn't hear basically anything that was said the whole film. Mm. Still, to still give it, I think it was four stars. Yeah, it, I mean, it was clear still, even even though you couldn't hear anything, or couldn't really make out most of what was said. It's still clearly uh, an incredible film and, and yeah. something that I'm, I'm. Well, thankfully, we don't have to wait long because I think it's out in January. Yeah, so you can see it in a proper cinema. I think I th- if you just kind of give quickly, just tangentially go over to that. Um, I think what I would say about it is that when I watch it again, I think there's a chance it might be a little bit too Lynchian, a bit too out there for my tastes. Oh, you did say that actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think overall, it's it's still probably undeniably uh, a, a pretty well made film with with. Uh, you could still, you know, see the incredible performances from uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Just, just, just incredible chemistry between those two. Is it is it only them in the whole film, or is there pretty much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, um. So what I would just say is that that there's still little hints of that in this film, but not not to the same extent at all. Um. You could you could make out pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, it was just that maybe you had to prick your ears up a little bit for certain you, moments. Yeah, I'd say Sterling K. Brown's character, the, f- the father, he was, because he had the deepest voice, yeah. naturally he was the hardest to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as if I didn't hear everything. There's quite a few scenes where he was having a one-on-one chat and I heard pretty much yeah. everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's only the odd, the odd sentence here yeah. or there. So really, <clears throat> really, we were quite lucky. Um because I was a bit concerned going in because the first two films we'd seen in the in in the day were in a view cinema, so obviously ideal made for yeah. films and perfect sound and everything. Yeah, yeah, no issues there at all. So going from that to back to the town hall, I was a bit concerned, mm-hmm. but you know, thankfully it wasn't wasn't an issue. Yeah, it worked yeah. out. Worked out. Um, yeah, and so as I said before, the first half uh, is my favourite. I still really liked. Um, to start with the second half and I liked how it really kind of wound back in terms of uh, just kind of calming down a bit after, yeah. the, after the full climax yeah. of the first half. To be honest, if the whole, if we'd have two and a quarter hours of the same level of intensity of that first half. Yeah. Yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I liked that that wound back and then we've got the introduction of Lucas Hedges' character 
Um, and I thought he was a, a welcome bit of light relief, actually. Um, yes, actually. Uh, of the film. Uh, yeah, I thought he, this was a pretty good character for him. Uh, he played a really kind of uh, awkward, funny little guy trying to trying to get a date yeah. uh, really well and um, made me laugh quite a bit. And again, often those when you see that sort of a scene in a film where there's a guy trying to get a girl and, it, and he's being all awkward and sort of the classic bumbly. Oh yeah, yeah, it can, it can be. It can be awful. Easily, just the worst. <laughs> it can be awful. Yeah. Um, but no, it felt 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 pretty good in this. Felt pretty realistic. It felt realistic and it didn't drag. Because like he was, he was kind of like yeah, he was being kind of bumbly, but he was just kind of being charming at the same time. Yeah. He was like be just being funny with it, mm. not not really just being like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and even the, there's there's even a bit like after they've had the conversation, as he's walking away, he 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 sort of turns and like realizes yeah. he's going in the wrong direction or something, and yeah, that and that could have been like too much and been like a step too far. But I, I laughed at that. And that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all nice nicely subtly done it wasn't so over the top or anything no and it was believable yeah and that's the main thing yeah it was really good and her reaction was good as well because although he had to do most of the talking um she also plays a big part but just by her reaction mm. I, I think she was great i think i think yeah she, she was a brilliant actress and actually that whole relationship builds in such a really great believable way that i don't think i, I don't think i even thought of it at the time it was just kind of i was just kind of letting it go and it, it all just made sense yeah the way their relationship built there was nothing unbelievable about it at all no there wasn't he he was very good actually it's, and it's quite nice to see to see that because after seeing him so you know do so well in Manchester by the Sea and then we start to think oh is he gonna is that gonna be his sort of peak and it, is he gonna sort of fade away and be this actor who we not, not who doesn't put in too many great performances but it's great to see that he can still do it um and yeah, I'm I'm now back to sort of thinking. Well, you know what? Because because there, there was even a time after seeing, because uh, he we must say he was pretty dire in Three Billboards. I don't know if that was yeah, just I, written yeah, badly. I mean, maybe I um, wasn't a massive fan of Three Billboards anyway. No, but, but yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was pretty awful in it. He really wasn't. Um, so, but it. So after that, you think every you know when you see his name on a cast list, you start to think, oh god, oh, I'm not sure about this. But yeah, but, but you know he brought it. You know maybe there's just I don't know maybe there's just certain roles that that fit him. Um, of course, and you're always going to get you know directed even just the way you get directed is a massive yeah definitely definitely the notes that you get and the the writing the script that you get given and so it, there are so many variables when you when you walk onto a film set. So we can't. You know, we're not sure how it worked in Three Billboards, no, but... But I, I thought it was very good in this. Excellent. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on the title of the film? Good question, good question. I hadn't actually thought about it too much. Um, but I, now that you say it... I'm... I mean, I know it's the name of his hairstyle, but... Is it? Yeah. Well, the blonde... Uh, well, I don't think it necessarily has to be blonde, but just that style, the wavy... I think that's oh. called, those are called waves. Um you know, I didn't know that. But I don't know. I didn't know that. I don't necessarily know any other double meaning <laughs> that it has for the film. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, now that you say that, mm. it's a tough one. I mean, I don't. Yeah, off, off the top of my head, I really don't know. No, okay. Um, but now that you said that, at least I'm, at least that might be one of the reasons. It probably is actually. Well, yeah. 
but still, it was, it was pretty distinct hairstyle he had. Yeah, and stood out. Yeah, they definitely um, highlighted it, not literally, <laughs> but they had a whole scene of of his girlfriend uh, redoing his blonde highlights, and there were many shots that were sort of, you know, just of his head almost right behind him, and yeah, they made a big effort to sort of make that almost a, a part of his character was his hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But it's not an issue for you, is it, the fact that it's a bit of a strange title and, and you know we don't really know what it means? It's not an issue for me. I kind of... I, just, I kind of liked just seeing him and seeing his hairstyle and be like, oh, that's where the title comes from, I guess. Okay, but yeah. I was trying to think throughout what else does that mean? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what... Um, maybe... Maybe it'll click on some rewatches, and I definitely will rewatch this film at some point. Oh yeah, um, absolutely yeah. loved it. I want to add to my collection. Yeah, it's definitely worth a DVD buy. I think. Oh yeah. Um, should we get into spoilers quickly for this? Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah, yeah it's just a couple of things I want to bring up. Um, so we're going to get into some spoilers for Waves now, but if you just uh, skip ahead, I'll put in the description when the spoilers will end. Hopefully, we won't go on too much, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, three, two, one, skip. Okay, so <clears throat> I think where it, where it started to drift off for me was when he when Lucas Hedges Lucas Hedges was talking about his dad um, for a bit, and he and he mentioned that his dad has cancer, um, and I was all I was all fine with that and, and the way that was handled and how he talked about it and stuff. But I think where it started to just kind of drift off for me, maybe I started to lose a little bit of interest here. There was was when they uh, went to the hospital to see his dad. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was kind of enjoying it all up until that point. It, def- it definitely did that. Um, I mean, I I know it's necessary, and I get, and I guess it, it's it's making those comparisons between him and his dad and her and her brother although I mean maybe I'll say I don't know do you think her hatred of her brother came out enough well yeah but when it came out she was yeah it was pretty dominant yeah but when it came out it only came out once and she was in she was crying and she was in a state of just like anger yeah and she was you know almost shouting it and having a bit of a meltdown breakdown so whether she actually did hate him I'm not sure Mm. I think she definitely despised him for what he did and what and what the effect that had on her. She was getting hate every day on her phone. She had to she had to delete all of her social accounts. Yeah. Um. So so what he's done has massively affected her as well. Mm. But whether she actually completely hates him beyond repair, I'm not sure. But when when she said it, it it was just she was in a breakdown and she just sort of let it out and just sort of said he's a monster, he's a monster. And then her dad said. No, he's not. He's just a human being, um, mm-hmm. and she sort of—I don't know if I accepted that's the right word—but they hugged it out, and she sort of calmed down after that. So I don't know if she actually hated him, um, but, but the relationship was definitely an interesting one because before he does what he does, um, I know we're in spoilers, but I may as well just not say it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you don't. Yeah, don't um, need to. So before he does what he does, we don't see too much of them together. There's one scene where there's a bit of a. A nice moment where he's he's had a really bad night. He's he's got yeah. he's got high and drunk. That was a good scene. 
he's got high and he's got drunk and he's he's in he's in a mess and he's sick everywhere in his bathroom and his sister walks in and comforts him and he starts crying and she's sort of there for him and that was I'd say the only real moment where they have a I mean I can't even think of a conversation they have aside from that no but I guess I don't know do they need that no no they don't need that um I mean they're brother and sister and I guess yeah. you, I guess you just you just assume that it's a fairly strong relationship because um, I think if they wanted to get across that they weren't close they would have done that they would have shown that. I don't know. I think I think that scene kind of gets it across pretty well, well, well enough. Yeah, that, that they do. Yeah. Care right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and and apart from that, they're brother and sister, and they the rooms are right next to each other. Yeah, right at the beginning yeah. of the film, he kind of just walks past the room and kind of waits wait yeah, yeah. to her and uh, yeah. closes the separator door. I, I think it. I think it all is like again, same as the rest. It is nice and subtle and. and works well mm. um, and it probably is enough actually um, but I don't know it's just like she yeah I'm just thinking that the, the level of hatred that she has for her brother I'm not sure came out in a way that feels like it, it matches his hatred for his do you, father do you think that's what they were trying to do I don't know maybe not um, have some have some sort of a comparison it feels like there was a little bit of, a, of trying to make a comparison there. Yeah, between the two families. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, um, what, but whether it it was trying to be as specific as maybe, yeah, as maybe that, not. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, but it was her idea. Like, is there any is there any significance in the fact that she she was the one that made him do it? Yeah, that's a good point. Because just to quickly um, give a bit of uh, exposition here for the listeners, um, Lucas Hedges has said. Uh, explicitly that he hates his dad he his dad treated him and his mum when he was a kid like shit yeah it's strongly enough for him to say that he deserves cancer yeah. he, he actually said when he revealed to his girlfriend um, that his dad has cancer she said oh I'm sorry and he was like no it's fine he deserves it he's a piece of shit yeah so it's made very clear <laughs> yeah. the writer wouldn't just put that in for no reason like they want us to know that he hates him um, and then when it's revealed that his dad has a week to live it was his girlfriend, I think it's Emily, she's called, says to him, oh, you should go, you know, you'll regret it if you don't. Mm. And he's like, really? Are you sure? Like, should we do that? It's like a two-day drive. And she's like, yeah, we need to do it. I mm. can take my car. And she really encourages him to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know if that has any significance, that it's her idea. I think it does. I think it definitely does. I mean, is it, if anything else, it's just, it's it's easy to to see things from a, a more neutral perspective from yeah. when it's someone else's family. And there is definitely a comparison to be made between the two. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she doesn't really think of that at first. She's just like, oh, well, I, I know that you'll regret it if you don't, but she's not thinking that she'll regret it if she doesn't forgive her brother yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, because then we see the whole thing about her mum's messaging her and she's not telling anyone where she is. And eventually she sends it and it's basically saying like, yeah, I, I want us to be together again. Yeah, and it works. I, you know, I can't say that, that nothing about that works. I don't really know necessarily what my issue was. I just I just think it started to go on a bit and I, and I lost a little bit of interest in, in what was happening. I think I think that's the key. I think it's just that it went on a bit too long and I think... and, and Yeah, and in, in essence, I don't really care that much about him and his exactly. dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that there's, there's an important 
it's important for her character, but at the same time, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't really care about, about him and his dad. Yeah, I agree with that, because the whole film is about her family, and I understand that we've been introduced to Lucas Hedges, and you know that that now is now a part of the story, but to have a good 20, 25 minutes mm. dedicated to him um, and his his family, it felt a bit of a stretch, and they could have definitely trimmed that, I think. Also, just the drive to go and see him, like the... I know they made a trip out of it and they were like jumping into the sea and stuff, but it all dragged a bit for me. That. Mm. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, I mean, the, the other thing, the other little thing that kind of made me a bit, not annoyed or anything, but just kind of a bit confused was um, how, so he goes there and then and they kind of see him in the hospital bed and there's kind of a moment where they like immediately, he immediately forgives him or whatever and they, they have a big embrace um, which is all good. I, I like. I, I like that. I don't have a problem with that. I'm perfectly fine with him going and seeing his dad, and then just realizing that forgiveness is. I think. I think the way the reason that worked is because the reason that worked is because when he initially walked into the room that he was in, it wasn't like he bounded straight over. <laughs> once he once he he opened the door and he looked at him for a good few seconds, and it was almost a state of shock of like yeah. The, wow, like he's in a really bad condition here. Mm. And just the natural human, you know, within you is, is, is it's almost a, a shocking image to see somebody in that state. Yeah. Um, so he's seen that and then it sort of, I, I like that they gave it that time and he sort of walked over slowly and it wasn't a sort of, oh, dad, dad, he didn't rush over. Yeah. Uh, if they'd done, if they'd have done that, it wouldn't have been as good, but. No, it was a nice moment, I think. <clears throat> but the, the, I don't know, when he does eventually pass, and this and yeah. this is something that is expected. It's not like it's no. not like a shock to anyone, but the way he reacts almost kind of feels like it is a shock. Yeah, he just he he like completely breaks down. Um, uh, in in a, a I don't know, just I, I just feel like maybe a more reserved reaction would have been would have been better for me for my yeah, thing. just because from like. From my experience with something like that, um, just when something is as expected as that, and you can, I think you kind of prepare yourself for it. You have time to accept it. Yeah, and it's not it's not made clear how long they're there for because we are told that oh he's hanging on for longer than we expected. Um, mm. All you guys can really do is just make sure he's happy and peaceful and. So, but I, I think it's like a week maybe they were there. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I'm not. I know that everyone will have a different reaction in, in yeah, yeah. times like this. I'm just saying that given everything we know about the characters... And given that a few days ago he hated him. Yeah, that's what I mean. That that, yeah. that reaction in the moment just kind of felt a little bit fake. I agree. And I know what you mean. It's hard to sort of say that because, yeah, yeah everyone is different. But yeah, I felt the same. Mm. Um, not just because of the fact that we're told he hates him, but yeah, that you just expected that... I mean, yeah, he's still going to be upset, but... You did have about a week to prepare for it. Yeah, it's not about it's not about not being upset. It's just about slightly, just about being a little bit over the top. And there's even a scene where we see him saying to his dad, "Like, look, it's okay. You're going. You're going to go to a better place. It's okay to. Yeah, know, it's okay for it to happen. Like, don't be scared." And yeah. So he, you can see there that even Lucas Hedges, he wouldn't he wouldn't be saying that if he wasn't prepared to to see it himself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. One one of the weaker, not not completely bad, but weaker elements. 
Yeah. Um, Can I just talk about uh, Sterling K. Brown a bit more? Because... God, you're fucking in love with this guy. No, but no, but no, but Christ. no, but like, I know it focused on the brother and the and the and the sister. Yeah, they were the, they were the two storylines, but he was in obviously involved in both halves. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, in quite big ways in both. And because in the first half, he's like this domineering fatherly figure, and he's working out with his son, and he's pushing him hard to not only do well at school, but do, mm. more importantly, succeed in his sport, which is wrestling. That was that was so hard to watch though as oh, well. When, his when, when, was when we know about his shoulder and he starts pushing himself more, it's like, the sound oh. effects were horrible. Yeah, yeah. You, you just know it's going to be awful. Yeah, yeah, it was hard to watch actually. Um, but then also in the second half, that, that was hard to watch actually because in the second half, like the way his world collapses. Because I know we're focusing on the two younger ones, but his world is completely like his, his son's. Oh, I don't. Know, I know we're in spoilers, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> His son, yeah, his son's just been sent down for 30 years. His daughter, um, well, I guess, I guess he's, it's more about... been a little hoe. It's more, it's more about his wife, isn't it? His wife um, can't even look at him because she, yeah. she, she can't look at him and not think of... Yeah, she like hates him, basically. She, she, she resents him and she, she's convincing herself that it's his fault that this has happened. Yeah. Um, and he's trying his best to sort of reassure her that look, we're in this together. We're both grieving, and and, mm. she, and she's sort of saying, "You're not letting me grieve in my own way," and she just resents him. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love his character actually. Actually, um, and he goes, and he's, the way that goes. And uh, one of the shots that really I thought was was excellent um, and, it, and really impactful was near the start of the film. Before any of this has happened, we see them as a family in church, mm. and then right near the end. We see the same shot, the same camera angle. And it's just him, yeah, still going and still, because um, obviously he's very religious. And but, but 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 seeing that shot of just him on his own, everything apart from like that, his church and going to that is the only sort of stability he has. Mm. Um, and he's he's the only one that's well, he, he kind of he's kind of the only one that's just kind of managing to hold it together. Yeah, yeah, and carry on with. With his life, yeah, because you can you can see he's so he's so close to to just breaking down, mm. but but he's staying strong not just for himself but for his wife and for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he is he's sort of the the pillar trying to just keep it all from. I mean, it's already collapsed quite a fair way, but to, to he's he's the only one that's trying to stop it going completely. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we did see some emotion from him. He wasn't completely this stern guy. You know, in that conversation with Emily, mm-hmm. uh, when they're at the fishing, they're at the lake or whatever, and they have that open, quite honest discussion. That was really good. Yeah. Um, His character really grows. Yeah, um, does definitely through the film. Yeah, the character arc is definitely a quite a f- complete one, um, or at least it advances. It doesn't just stay on one level, mm-hmm. and and to see that emotion actually come out uh, from both of them actually, because she 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 broke down in that scene as well. Yeah. That was um, probably one of the most important scenes in terms of like you say, character development and for the story to see that um, was brilliant. So I thought I thought he was sort of central to the whole thing. I know he wasn't in it as much as the other two, but really central. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Have you got anything else you want to bring up about Waves or should we leave it there? I think we should leave it there because we have got... Yeah, we've got two more films to talk about. <laughs> two more films, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get on with things. Do you want to give your favourite scene? Oh Christ! I forgot about this. Um, oh, put me on the spot. Um, hmm. Well, 
Yes, I've got I've got a couple. I don't, I don't know if one counts as a, as a scene. We sometimes do this. Yeah. But I think you know what I'm getting at. The build-up. Okay. So the first half of the film. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. I can't say that. Okay, do you know what? Okay, I'll say I'll say the scene I've just mentioned with the father and daughter. Okay. Um, yeah, hit hard emotionally and on, a, on, a, on an acting level as well. I thought they were both really natural in that. Um, so yeah, I'll say that scene. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I will go with... Hmm. I really liked... I really liked the scene in which, um, the, what's the son? What's the son's name? Tyler. Tyler. In which Tyler, and um, his girlfriend go to the abortion clinic. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very be- they, believable as well. Oh yeah, very believable, and just ends. Actually, yeah, everything about the pregnancy. His reaction was very believable. His reaction and her, her, <clears throat> her kind of just. I mean, they both kind of react in a really unfair way towards each other. Yeah, they they don't try and even talk about it. Yeah, she's she's kind of just like she's taking the like strong feminist, this is nothing to do with you position. Yeah, and um, and he's just kind of getting overly aggressive with her, um, which was felt like a really real. Oh, I bet that happens argument, a lot. Argument, um, and I love the way it kind of exploded, basically. Yeah, that scene in the car was great. Yeah, really good. Yeah. So that's that's probably I'll go with that as my favourite scene. Well, the, the, in the car? Or just Yeah, from from from, from the abortion in. clinic yeah. to yeah, in the car, that stuff. I'll tell you what I wasn't I wasn't massively keen on. I guess it was just a bit predictable and it was it was flag posted so soon. You know when the you know when the police officer comes in and says, Look, I'm here to help you guys, but please don't mess with those people outside, don't Yeah. You're thinking, right? He's gonna, he's gonna snap, and he's gonna, yeah. And and like when he starts having to go at him, like I just felt that wasn't needed. But I guess it fits his character. He's quite an aggressive young guy. It's not, but he didn't go really far or anything. No, I guess he did. Like when he's talking about how crazy they are and how how they carry guns and shit, you expect something to really go wrong. Yeah. And yes, he does kind of snap back at her and, and shout at her, but I think that works. In terms of hit of showing his short fuse, mm. um, that's true. And and he does get straight in the car. Yeah, he gets straight in the car. But but it just you know even though he's had this guy literally just seconds ago explaining to him, just completely ignore these people. Don't go anywhere near them. You know it just takes one little you fucking nigger to yeah. to make him absolutely snap and. Shout, shout at her. And he, you know, it doesn't go any further than that, but it, it works as a, as a character and, point. And he is he is only 18, and he's this young guy. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> he's this young guy. He's got a short fuse, and we can we see it in a, a few scenes. He's not, he's, in, he's not massively intelligent in terms of what... I'm not even sure he fully understands the implications of the abortion. Like, because we see... You know that when he's messaging her and she says, I'm late, dot, dot, dot. And he goes, late for what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But actually, that's a great scene. Yeah, good good choice. Yeah, he's young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. That's the point that the film's making. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my favourite scene. <clears throat> okay. All right, that's the end of Spoiler Talk for Waves now. And uh, what are you going to give it out of ten? This is the biggie. Always the most important part. Um, well, I gave it a four out of five last night when we came out of the screening. Um, mm-hmm. But bear in mind that that's on the uh, the kind of they, they hand us these little papers to 
rip uh, a rating at the at Lyft 2019. Um, and so there's no half marks on those. You've got to go. You've got to go either one, two, three, four, yeah. five. Yeah. So um, it was very, very good. Um, not many faults. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about is the soundtrack. Very good. Yeah. Great, actually. The music was used brilliantly. Yeah, I loved. I loved the way that they. He also kind of used, um, just kind of you like normal object noises. Yeah. Over the top of beats and music. Yeah. Um, as they kind of come in, I think that worked really well. It was. It was really well done, actually. Yeah. So, it's definitely really high. It's just how high to, to give it. Not, not definitely not a ten. Um, no. Can't give it a ten. But I'm going to give it a 8.5. Yeah, nice. And I actually can't wait to rewatch it. All right. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit it with an 8 okay. out of 10. Yeah. And yeah, I'll definitely be watching it again at some point as well. Okay. All right, then. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, the next film we'll talk about, I guess we'll go to the beginning of the day, shall we? Yes, makes sense. So we watched a film called Moffy. Moffy is directed by Oliver Hermanus, and it stars Kai Luke Brummer, Ryan De Villiers, uh, or Ryan De Villiers probably, Matthew Vey, Stefan Vermaak, and Hilton Pelser. The synopsis is, Nicholas has long known he is different, that there is something shameful and unacceptable in him that must stay hidden, denied even. Uh, but South Africa's minority government are embroiled in... This is a really fucking long synopsis, actually. <laughs> South Africa's minority government... Oh, it's here. Uh, is in... Are embroiled in conflict at the Angolian border, and all the white young men over 16 must serve two years of compulsory military service. I'll just end it there, because it's a really long okay. synopsis. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what did you think of Moffy? Do you think we should translate Moffy, and also just... Should we let them know what that is? Or? Faggot. <laughs> yes, it's a... Is it Afrikaans term, I think? Don't yeah, know, probably. Yeah, it says here, it's a, it's a derogatory Afrikaans term for a gay man. Yeah, this one was... Of the three we saw today, um, this was my least favourite, I'd say. Okay. I mean, having discussed it with you afterwards, um, it made a lot more sense. But whilst actually being in there watching it, I think a lot of it passed over me and I don't think I was fully engaged. I struggled to get into it. Um, Too many men's knobs for you to look at. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I struggled to engage. Um, I, I did. I, I think it was well shot. I think it was really nicely directed. And considering the budget probably wasn't that great, I think they did a really great job of making it look, you know, like an army camp and making it look very like it was the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, I can't put my finger on why, but I just never really engaged with it, and... I don't know, mate, you're just a little bit homophobic, that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that all, all of it just, like, nothing was really happening, and, yeah, he's conscripted to serve for the military, so they, so he joins up, and they get taken on this train to the, to the training base, where we get a um, full metal jacket-style first half. Um, mm -hmm. And second half. And I'd second say. half, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Where they get trained up, all the soldiers, um, with a very stern, very strict sergeant at the, at the top of it, all at, just like in Full Metal Jacket, mm -hmm. um, where he treats them all like shit, you know, very, very harsh, punishes them, humiliates them, 
and that was all fine but I just felt like well is it, where's it going like it's not really I, I don't know I, I just never got into the film and, and then it goes on and then yes they go to the front line and little things little things happen throughout you know so it's obviously clear that he's a homosexual and there's another soldier in his uh, what do you call them his, in his regiment or squadron or whatever oh oh <laughs> Uh, who's who's also of that uh, batting for that team? Persuasion, yeah. Also of that persuasion, and they and there's a couple of scenes where they come together, and, and we see that it's clear they like each other, but they've got to sort of hide it. And there's a few there's a few bits in there, but I just for me it never went anywhere. And yeah, I just never I didn't connect with this film. I'm afraid to say. All right, but I can appreciate <laughs> the acting and, and the direction and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well. I'm uh, very much in disagreement with you, Jack, on this one. Yeah. Because I enjoyed I enjoyed Moffy quite a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's a bit of an issue that you, you had with expecting it to to be going somewhere all the time. Because as I was watching it, it was just it was just already there for me. Like I, I didn't I didn't expect it to be yeah. going anywhere else. I was just like, this is this is where we are in the film. This is what what the film is about and. It's about his struggle going through, uh, having to having to to be forced into this position of being in boot camp and and uh, and the army in general, um, in which being gay is absolutely not permitted. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, there's not nothing he can do about that. Obviously. If I yeah, you're right there. If I just let it sort of wash over me and gone yeah. with it, I think that would have helped you. Yeah. Um, and I and I really I really loved his um, not just you know not just his struggle to hide it but his his just his struggle with who he is and and mm. you know having to lie to himself despite obvious obviously being gay you know there's a moment where uh, he's talking to someone else who is gay and everyone knows is gay at that point. Um, and uh, he doesn't say anything to him, but the other guy kind of clocks on, obviously, because um, he's not being very subtle. And he just says, oh, well, if I were you, I'd just stay hidden. Mm. Uh, and he just kind of pushes him and, is, and aggressively says, well, I'm not like you. You know, which is clear, you know, he didn't really need to do that to him, did he? No, no point lying to this guy. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously just completely in denial himself. And there was no one else with them. It was just the two of them. Yeah, um, because he because he has to be. Um, and I I just I really liked the, the way the whole film was framed. I liked how uh, all these fucking bum boys in in the army that that can't stop making gay jokes at each other because they're so fucking. Insecure, even though they're naked all the time together. Yeah, it's it, it is really weird like that. It's such a weird thing. Like, it's, it's such a macho environment. It's, it's such a, a gay place to be. Yeah. There's no <laughs> girls inside. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, and I think that's really interesting about how how it explores that um, in a not not a not an obvious way. Do you know what I've just thought about? And this, is, this is probably again something that's like. Because you know, yesterday, what was the thing where I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll get onto this." But I, when Richie was talking to me about it, afterwards, is this going to be spoiler? No, I'm not going to say it now. Okay. But there was something where I, we were talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I've got a theory about the ending." <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, I said what it was, and Richie was like, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's sort of what it was going for. Yeah, yeah. there was no uh, there was no hinting about that whatsoever. It's pretty much just exactly what it was. Yeah, so it sort of, sort of sums up my uh, how it just literally. I don't know how I missed so much. anyway. But something I've thought about now is the, the the irony, not just of what you've mentioned there about how it is. It's just a group of guys for months on end together, showering together, not seeing a single girl, and yet they're so insecure. Um, mm. And they're pointing the finger at others who, who you know, oh, gay, gay. Um, so it's that is ironic in that sense. But also, think about what think about what they're training to do. Their, their purpose is to make sure. Um, well, I know communism as well, but like black people essentially. Yeah. Their 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 job is to uphold the apartheid regime, mm. um, and to make sure that stays intact, and to make sure nothing gets in the way of apartheid so yeah. so he, he quite right so <laughs> so him being a homosexual and being excluded and him feeling like he can't be himself um, even though obviously he can't help it you know black people can't help being black it's just natural and they're being discriminated against solely for that so it's quite an interesting irony there here is this homosexual who can't be himself and is being discriminated against. Well, remember. Well, okay, but also remember that he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice. That's true. And to be honest, any time, any time there is, to, uh, the, so at the beginning of the film, there's a moment where people are, so the people in the train Abusing. are harassing, yeah, or harassing, sorry, uh, harassing um, a blackie. Uh, on the street <laughs> um, only because he's sitting down and they don't want him to even sit yeah when a white man speaks to you you stand up everyone knows that um, <laughs> Jeez. no um, but 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 he uh, sorry the, the Nicholas the main character <clears throat> uh, I think we get a sense that he doesn't really agree with that yeah, just from the look on his face and he, you know there's nothing again there's nothing obvious about it well he sticks his head out as if what's going on here yeah but th- but he's not he, he's clearly not enjoying what's happening no and he doesn't say anything N- no because well I mean I don't want to sound like a dick here but you wouldn't yeah. <laughs> if you say something then you're just inviting trouble yeah, you're going to yeah. get fucked up yourself and he's clearly a quiet guy that just wants to keep to himself doesn't want any fucking trouble because of, you know that's important to his character um, but uh, anyway uh, without getting too spoilery it's obvious later on in the film mm. that he's a, he seems a bit more brainwashed. Uh, yeah, yeah. In in that respect, mm. um, you know, he's been put through so much shit, and there's obviously going to be some aggression in him there. Yeah, and he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and he does start to do things that his character. It's a bit a bit of a strange thing for him to do. Yeah, and maybe he kind of comes out of that again a bit at the end, uh, but there is definitely a moment there where he. His, where this whole thing has clearly had an effect on him. Mm. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about the Ward 22 and that sort of whole sort of aspect? I think if we're going to talk about that, we'll have to get into spoilers. Do you okay. want to? Shall we do that now? I mean, it's, I think it's worth talking about because it's a big aspect of the story. Okay. Um, well, we've pretty much said our main thoughts on Moffy now. I, mean, I yeah. enjoyed it uh, quite a bit and liked... I, I liked that it it was very Full Metal Jacket in it, in its presentation and but I liked that a gay Full Metal Jacket. But even in the second, because you, you know, you said to me yesterday that 
the second half of Full Metal Jacket is is the worst half. Uh, I would say so from yeah. when I last watched it. That's how I felt. I, I much much prefer the first half yeah. to the second half. But actually, I think I liked the second half in this. That's what I was going to say. Quite a lot. Yeah, well. yeah. So it's different in that sense for you. Definitely. Um, mm. But yeah, so let's get into spoilers now for, for uh, Muffy. Um, again, in the description, you should find time signature. I'll put in uh, when it's going to end. Three, two, one, skip. Okay, so... Yeah, so there's this idea of Ward 22, um, and there's not too much information given on it, but you can kind of sort of put two and two together for and, it. Well, you or say that. Most, most people can. This is, this, is, this is a key element that I just didn't catch on to. <laughs> and, and this was actually the cause of a lot of my confusion, because if I'd have picked up on that, a lot of it would have clicked together for me. Probably. Well, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, go on, yeah. Uh, so basically... Um, there's a couple of Muffies in the uh, in this group as well that also get found out. There's a lot of fucking gay boys in this group, isn't there? Mm. Mm. Anyway. And, um, and he has to stand there in the main group, screaming at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so a couple of them get um, caught... Um, in a cubicle. In a cubicle, uh, kissing each other or whatever. I don't know why they would be so fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. As to... Uh, not find any better place. But anyway. Um, anyway, they get caught and it kind of just cuts to them with beaten up faces. Um, we don't see what happens to them, but it is mentioned later on, um, just in a casual conversation between someone else, that uh, the sergeant filled some bags with parts of guns and let the other lads just beat, beat the shit out of them, basically, with them. Which is again very much full very metal. much like Full Metal Jacket, yeah, very much. Um, and uh, and so the other thing is that they that they all get the lads to stand in front and shout Muffy at them, shout faggot at them, basically, repeatedly. Yeah, chastise them, embarrass them, humiliate them, all that shit, <clears throat> break their spirits. Um, and obviously Nicholas is in that group and his and is aggressively shouting it at them. Um, it's just it's a very fucked up scene, basically, mm. um, and then it's it's mentioned that they were sent to Ward Twenty Two, and it's uh, it's kind of not really mentioned what goes on at Ward Twenty Two or or what's there. But I mean, as soon as they said they get sent to Ward Twenty Two, it seemed pretty obvious to me that that was uh, some kind of mental institution or something or something where people are sent and punished for being gay or, 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 I don't know, just kind of... Yeah, punished definitely, but in a way where it's like they're trying to maybe convert them, probably. Um, or change the way their mind works. Or just fuck them up, maybe. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you didn't really click onto that. No, I didn't, and even in that shot where we actually see we actually see inside the ward and we see a quick shot of um, Stassen. Stassen, who is um, the other guy who takes an interest to Nicholas, and mm. the guy he likes. We see a shot of him lying there, sort of comatosed, you know, drugged out. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the foreground, in the sort of the blurry foreground, which we don't see, what's happening? Someone's being. Uh, someone's crying. That's it. And someone else is just chime over up. and over again to shut the fuck up. I mean, it, I mean, there's probably, it's clearly, maybe it probably is a. a, a just really 
um, not well looked after mental asylum as well. Um, so there's probably some just regular mentalists in there, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's fucked up that they would also send people there for being mm. gay, obviously. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, uh, and it, it it brings that up quite a bit. There's another character that escapes from there and shoots himself in the head, and I really liked that. Yes, that moment that was uh, that carried a lot of impact. Definitely. Um, I mean. You didn't know in that moment whether he was going to shoot himself or shoot the rest of the team. Yeah, my initial thought was it was almost like, um, yeah, he was going to attack everyone else. Yeah, um, and I, I think it probably, you know, that might have crossed his mind uh, in that he, moment. But when he saw he was sort of ring fenced by everyone and the way everyone was looking at him. Yeah, well, well, I don't, I don't you know, you can't speculate no, on no. What, what was going on in his head, but um, yeah, that's how it ended up, and uh, yeah, it was a good scene, mm, and uh, I liked the way that that. that Everyone kind of, I like the way it moved on from that as well, and everyone was just kind of getting on with their day. Well, I, I liked that scene as a whole because just before that happens, they've got some downtime and they're playing volleyball, and they're all chatting about how oh this weekend we've got a weekend off, and they're all discussing what they're going to do. Yeah, um, and they're obviously all joking about how oh they're just going to spend the entire weekend shagging girls and this one guy. <laughs> that was a funny when he. When someone says, uh, well, who's this girl then that you're going to shag? And he goes, oh, she doesn't know me yet. But, but she, she will. will. <laughs> that's a good line. Um, so that, and again, believable, you know, I'm sure that's the sort of thing they would talk about. Yeah. And then that happens with the with the guy who runs out of World 22 and they all stop and obviously it's like a big sort of shock. And But that was really believable. Um, and then, yeah, the way after it happens, it's back to, back to routine and mm. they've got to just move on. And Yeah, it's like... I mean, by that point, like yeah, their spirits will pretty much have been broken, and I don't think there's much to feel about much things going on. Well, that's that's exactly again, Full Metal Jacket. It's exactly what happens. It is actually, yeah, it is. There, there's so many comparisons to make. Um, there's obviously some influence there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I must say, like, I know I wasn't fully engaged, and but I think the the main guy um, was brilliant. Um, just acted very well, um, as, as did everyone. Like, you know, the sergeant was great. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good. And they had a moment at the end which we discussed. I wasn't totally sure what that meant. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not completely sure. Yeah, but I think. He, but what I got from it was. I think what you said was probably right. Yeah. Um, so the acting all around was really good, and I did really like the way it was shot. There were some gorgeous shots. You know when the. Um, when they're actually at the front line on the mission and they're, and they're all walking together with the guns mm-hmm. and there's that shot, it's only like a few seconds, but the sunset behind them. Yeah. Gorgeous shot. Um, now, when they were actually at the border, uh, I thought there was some great tense moments there. And uh, There was a really tense bit with Nicholas. Yeah. I liked the way that played out, definitely. Um, and I liked his... The way he dealt with it afterwards. That shot of his face is just looking down. Like. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to before when I was talking about how he's clearly a bit more brainwashed at this point and has lost lost all sympathy for. Hmm. Yeah, it's just cold, cold in his eyes, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much. I mean, we could talk about the ending. I I, I thought that was uh, mm. pretty good as well. Um, you know, it was it was not the maybe not. Amazing, but I, I like what it was, uh, what it was implying about what happened to Stassen at the end, and 
how he's still obviously struggling with that and can't really come to terms. And how it's worked almost. How, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say how Not it's worked. I wouldn't say how it's worked, but just how it's messed him up. Messed him up so much and made him fear so much for hmm. who he is. But yeah, I guess. I guess to a to a a small extent, it, it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, not in the way that they maybe want, but yeah. I liked the shot of the very end of Nicholas, you know, sat on the beach, realizing what what's happened and that he's not coming back. And I oh, did. Did you think he he had realized that point? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was like thinking maybe. Yeah, maybe not fully realized, but he definitely was fearing it. I think it was just like I think it was one of those moments where you're just like, is he coming back or isn't he? And then the screen goes blank. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what it kind of reminded me of is The End of the Lobster. I can't remember that. No. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't say. Quick spoiler for Lobster, <laughs> if anyone's not mentioned, not seen it, just skip out a few seconds. So, in, in The End of the Lobster, uh, his girlfriend asks him to stab his eye to make himself blind. Oh, yeah. And we see him in the bathroom kind of holding a fork. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. But then it cuts to her, and then we're just kind of waiting for a bit. We don't yeah, know if yeah, he actually yeah. does it or not. Yeah. Oh, what a film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Similar in that way. Yeah. But I yeah. think. But I think there was definitely you could definitely he was at least starting to. I got the sense that he was. Yeah. Maybe not fully realized, but he was definitely wondering like. Wondering what we're wondering like is he coming back? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, should we leave it there for uh, Muffy? I think so. Pretty much covered all bases there. Um, yeah, I think. I enjoyed it quite a lot. You less so, but there we go. Um, do you have a favourite scene? or? Um, yes, actually. Um, I liked it when they were when they were on, the, on their weekend off and they were in the club with the girls and then, you know, they go to the toilet. They have that f- quite frank discussion by the urinal. Yeah. And then they walk back out and their mates... F- Falling asleep, and the two girls have left. <laughs> so yeah. this, this guy just kicks him awake, and they just drag him out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just um, one of the lighter moments of the whole. Yeah, I'll go with when the child is masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that flashback. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was a very good scene, actually, though. In, it was. in all honesty. Um, and because the the father's reaction, who yeah. drags him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a really good scene that really helps to uh, show get, show a bit of light on, on uh, his past and his character. And why he's so fearful of... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was very good. Um, but no, I, I, I just say I'll probably go with uh, maybe when they're playing volleyball and how that all ends up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll probably really be my favourite scene. Yeah, um, okay. Right, that's the end of Spoiler Talk for Moffy. Uh, what are you going to give this out of ten? Well, I certainly didn't despise the film. Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely appreciated a lot of the elements. Um, we've already been through a lot of them, so I won't go over it. But I'm going to give it. Oh, middle of the road seems a bit harsh. I give it a five point five. Okay. I think on a rewatch, it would definitely go up. I mean, almost yeah. guaranteed to go up because now that I have a much better understanding. Yeah. Of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quite a bit higher, um, and I'm actually gonna hit it with a seven point five out of ten. Mm. I thought it was very, very good. Um, all right then. Right, last one, last film for this episode uh, that we saw yesterday at Lyft, um is 
House of Hummingbird. Uh, this is a Korean film. Um, so probably no point in showing a clip for this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, House of Hummingbird is directed by Bora Kim, and it stars Jihoo Park, Saibyot Kim, Song Young Lee, and Inji Jong. The synopsis is. Seoul, 1994, in the year the Sungsu Bridge collapsed, 14-year-old Yoon Hee wanders the city searching for love. Jack, please tell me what you thought of House of Hummingbird. I really loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, I was transfixed from, from the start. It was quite a long film, but I didn't feel the length. Um, I was just with it all the way, and I thought, the, the young girl, I mean, she must be only 14, 15... Mm. Jihoo Park outstanding I mean the way she carried every single moment I mean there wasn't a great deal of dialogue I guess there was but there was also a lot of of just the camera on her as she's watching something else or listening to something somebody else and she just was able to, to transmit so much from just her expression I thought it was a very impressive performance from such a young actress mm. um but the story as well, it was, I mean, I, I've never been to Korea, I don't know what it was like in the 90s or even today, but it felt very realistic. Um, mm. The family dynamic, you know, quite um, quite a small house that they, you know, they were living in and arguments on the daily, um, you know, the father was quite a robust character, um, he snapped quite a lot and... Um, you know, the, but the way he was focusing on his eldest son and how it was so important that his eldest son got into the national university, yeah, and and not really giving much attention to his other two daughters, one of which was a bit more of a rebellious, um, going out a lot, yeah, bringing home guys without our parents knowing, you know, skipping school, so it was it was believable, but but they also had family meals together where they were. You know, being a bit more of a family, and so it was very nicely balanced in that sense. It wasn't all negative, negative, negative. But her life, <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> it it was, I mean, like Waves, we had two very heavy films back to back. Well, I'd say three really. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, three very heavy films. Um, and it was she couldn't catch a break, and it was just, you know, yeah, it was just one thing after another. One for thing. Her. After- it was a really like you start to feel exhausted for her throughout. It's just like it was, life piling things on top of her over and over again, like giving her no break at all. It was it was it was exhaustive, and but obviously that's what it was going for, and and the effect it had on you as a viewer was was huge because it was it was exhausting, and you just I literally said fuck you. Know. You did yeah. <laughs> when something just when something starts to go well for her, and you think oh at least this is going well. That goes to shit, and you just like, oh, bless her. Because, Everyone but, acts so coldly to her for no reason. I know, I know, and that's the other thing that that adds to it is not only is all this stuff going wrong for her, but no one, no one no- notices. Yeah, no one's no one's helping her. She, it's just her, and she's got to deal with it all on her own. Mm. Her, her parents aren't there to sort of help her through it. I guess her sisters kind of. You see a few softer moments with her, and she, not really. No, not really. Um, so everyone is just sort of sisters, just kind of having her own little in her own little world. Yeah, she's and kind she, of got her own story going on that's not that we don't, we don't really see. Yeah, and she's she's quite um, she's only sort of thinking of herself in many ways because she, she's using her sister to help her get in and sneak around. And, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, 
you know definitely so, so all this stuff's going on and you know her, her best friend treats her badly she's got a relationship with this guy who who cheats on her essentially and she sees this mm. all this stuff and it is just her this young girl she's only 14 and well I think it says 14 in the description and no one else no one is there to help her mm. Unt- until um, she gets a new teacher a new Chinese teacher and that sort of changes everything for her um, well doesn't change everything but it it's the one light in her yeah it's her one kind of it's the one thing that she loves yeah um, she loves going to these classes because her teacher is a much warmer character she takes an interest in her she asks she asks her what does she, what does she enjoy doing she mm. says she, she enjoys drawing comics and she says oh I like comics as well and she kind of treats just treats her like a human being yeah really. treats her like a friend more than a student yeah yeah definitely yeah and treats her like a human and no one else is at this stage um, and, and the fact that she's actually taking an interest in her life She's the only person doing that for her. Parents definitely aren't. Sister isn't. Um, and her brother definitely isn't. Her brother t- treats her awfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the one thing in her life that's 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 a good thing. And um, she really enjoys having conversations with her. Um, and just and just as the teacher sees her as a friend rather than a student, um, Yoon Hei, I think she's called. The, yeah, something like that. Um, because she sees her outside the classroom smoking, and she looks at her as uh, oh, she's she's actually a normal. It's like that. It's like that when you're a young kid and you uh, the first time you see a teacher outside in the supermarket or something like yeah. not in school environment. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But she walks in and she sees her smoking, and um, and so yeah, so so that's the one thing that she can sort of cling on to almost amongst all this awful stuff that's happening to her. And we're not going to get into spoilers just yet, but. But yeah, and then I don't know. I I know we're only in initial thoughts. I've rambled on here, mm. but I just was really in a trance almost for the whole thing, and I was just clinging on to everything. And uh, yeah, I just think I think she was integral. Yeah, she was. She was brilliant. She was, she must have been well directed. Yes, um, I, I think the whole thing was well directed. But well, the whole thing was. I, she was phenomenal. Definitely. I, I think she. I think she's. And there was some Absolutely bl- brilliant. And some of the scenes were just so poignant and just so, especially the, the way they used music was excellent. Um, there was a scene with her and a, her and one of her friends. Well, a, f- a friend who takes a liking to her. You know, she they're in, her and her best friend are in this sort of disco environment having a dance, and then these two girls walk up to them and say, "Almost, can we join in?" And and then she. she She's almost got a number one fan out of nowhere. Like yeah. she, she follows around and she br- gives her a flower out of nowhere, and it's all a bit weird. Yeah. But then actually, she thinks, "Hang on, this is the one girl that actually likes me and wants to get to know me." Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if we're getting spoiler here, but it's like it's like she almost she says something that I thought was interesting. So she says, "I was going to make it work." It's like she's almost going to like force herself to be a lesbian. To, yeah. Just to keep this one person that likes her in her life around. Yeah. Yeah. And and so she entertains it. And and they go to a karaoke together. And she sings this song. Obviously, it's a Korean song. and But obviously, we have subtitles, thank God. <laughs> and the lyrics would reflected the whole thing so well. Um, mm. And it was a beautiful scene, actually. And, and, and there was also another a scene that was. That used music a really sweet scene where she's recording the the song for for her boyfriend um i just yeah i really love the film and i want to know what you think because i think you liked it as well right oh yeah yeah i definitely liked it i don't think i was quite 
yeah. Uh, yeah. I quite liked it as much as you. Um, I, st- I think I would probably say it was my least favourite of the three uh, that we watched. Mm. Um, um, but I'd, I'd actually, is it, is it your favourite? Well, this is what I'm now debating because, yeah. uh, spoiler towards the rating slightly, as we walked out, I gave it a five. Five, yeah. Um, I only gave Waves a four. Five bagger. Um, but it's difficult to sort of say that one was better than the other. I, I loved them both. I don't know. And I guess I'll have to make a decision. I don't know. It's sounding like, yeah, I'm not hearing many negative thoughts. From no, this no, from you're right, you're right. Maybe I did, yeah. Maybe I did. Um, but yeah, I did I did like it uh, quite a lot. And uh, actually, I'll pro- probably end up liking it. it like like with you, with Moffy, I'll probably end up liking it more on a rewatch and after talking about it. Um, because... Yeah, her acting was amazing, and actually, I did really love the relationship between her and uh, and the teacher. Mm. I actually liked her other teacher as well. I thought it was really funny. The guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, just handing was... out papers for to, for them to name delinquents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was actually and and uh, the chance. What was it? Um, I will oh, yeah. not go to karaoke. Will, yeah, instead of karaoke, I will go to uh, Seoul University or something, whatever it was. And they were all chanting it, and they were just. But they were chanting it, but they were all sort of just looking like this, like just, like um, <laughs> cannot be asked, and he's yeah. just forcing it out of them. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking Ferris Bueller or something. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of a light, light relief in that teacher, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I thought there was quite a few moments of comedy in the, there was, in the film actually there was. that worked pretty well, um, considering how heavy everything else was in it. Um, I will say there were some, there were a couple of moments that I was a bit confused. I didn't really know what was going well, on. Well, the very opening. The opening. I definitely don't know what happened there. And I'm, I'm, still, sort of, I'm sort of with you on that one because it was a bit weird. I mean, I think I might have zoned out for a second and that might have messed it. But like, so she, she's just ringing the doorbell and shouting at her mum to let her in. Uh, and there was no answer at all. And then I can't remember if I zoned out or if it just cut and she... she I, think I it, thought she was ringing the doorbell of a different door. But yeah. it panned up and said 902. That was for the first door. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then she rang the doorbell and the mum answered. And she, and I was like, oh, is this a different door? And then it zoomed out. And so the label on the door was further away. And I, I've got shitty eyesight. But I, I, couldn't, I thought it said 1,000 and something or whatever. You might be right there, but I did think it also said the same number. Mm. So I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was the same door, but either way, I don't know what was going on there because I I don't think it was. Well, I don't know because there was a, a mo- another moment later on that was also confusing. In a similar sort of vein, mm, I'm not say. in which she sees her mother just kind of staring off into space at something or in a trance daydream. Or y- something, yeah. yeah, and so she's like shouting um, to her mum. To get her attention, but she again, she just the calls go completely unanswered, and even she gets closer and closer. Yeah, yeah, and just nothing. So there's something going on there about about the I don't know the mum getting in trances or something. But yeah, I'm with you on this. I, I don't I, I don't know that that was explored any more than that off the top of my head. I mean, it it was back to back with Muffy this one, so maybe maybe that has kind of hindered it a little bit for me. Maybe it's just you know. Heavy film after heavy film. Mm. Um, I don't know. Either way, either way, maybe it'll make more sense on a rewatch. I don't know. I agree with that. I think I certainly don't have an answer in terms of what that all meant, and even the first, the very the opening. It, it's as simple as 
if we could just read that bloody number, it would confirm it, but we weren't <laughs> sure because it was far away. Yeah. But that second shot, yeah. It almost, but the whole scene was almost, I know her mum was kind Surreal. of... Surreal. Yeah, so I'm, whether that even actually happened, I'm not sure. Or whether her mum was even there. But hmm. but all it does is, it just piles on that that idea of... Abandonment. Abandonment and just no attention. Mm. Um yeah. And it was almost like heartbreaking because like she's going through so much shit. Yeah. It it definitely does work with the themes of the film. Mm. I'm just not I don't know. I don't, I just feel like I'm missing something with it. That's all. No, I am as well. I'm not totally sure. But it definitely uh it it pulled on your heartstrings cuz 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 her face lit up when she sees a mum. Mm. She walks down the street and she looks up and she sees a mum and she smiles and and shouts mum and you're like oh and then nothing and then it carries on and and she and she, tears almost start to come from the girl. She just gets so um, upset that she, her mum is just ignoring her, mm. and that really, after everything else she's been through, something as simple as that is hard to watch almost. Mm. Um, I mean, th- there's clearly disinterest for her and from the parents uh, overall. Like when she mentions she's got a lump under her ear. I mean, spoilers. Who cares? Well, it's not. It's, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's yeah. not a spoiler, is it? No. Well, nah. no. It's I like, don't know how you can spoil this film. Really, it's just kind of well. I, okay, no, I do know moments you can spoil. I don't think this is one of them. I don't know. Okay, so there's a lump. She's she mentions she got a lump under her ear, and her mum, uh, her like she does get some attention during that. That kind of storyline, um, but when she first mentions it, her mum just kind of, like. Yeah, stares just... for a bit and does, doesn't like stares forward like not at her and just kind of eventually is just like ah, right yeah <laughs> and talk to you then <laughs> and then just says and then it's like oh you should go to the hospital yeah like, you should go yeah exactly it doesn't take her or anything but it's like you should get yourself to the hospital yeah and then when she does go and she sees the doctor and she's, he says come come back next week with your mum yeah she says oh I doubt she can come yeah and then she doesn't so, so it's just like I don't know that makes that whole thing extend a bit more because she's constantly like, we need some sort of input here from your parents. Yeah, they need they're consent. They're not interested. Yeah. yeah, they need their consent. And she basically, you know, she basically just has to... Grow up fast. Yeah, act, act like the adult for him and just say, right, let's just get on with this, shall we? Can, do you want to just call my mum and yeah. get that out of the way and then we can do this? <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's just a little kid, but she has to act so mature and she... Yeah. She has to grow up fast in a world like that because she's travelling everywhere on her own, public transport everywhere, travelling long distances by the sound of it because when her mum said where the hospital is, she was like, oh, why why so far away? Why do I have to go to that one? And she was like, oh, because that's the one your uncle's, your uncle's at so we know the doctor or something. Mm. So she does have to grow up very fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's done well uh, the way that she handles herself throughout the film. You know, even with everything piling on top of her, it only it, it still takes to a certain point to really break her down. Yeah. She, because she is, she has had to be. She, you know, she, she's just had to expect this kind of shit her whole life. So that's how it is. There was a. There was a. Oh, I don't know if I should say that. Can <laughs> mm. we get into spoiler? Yeah, just in case it is a spoiler. Better say it, yeah. All right, spoiler time for House of Hummingbird. If you care about that, skip ahead. I'll put in the description. Three, two, one, skip. Right, so there's there's that horrible moment where, you know, when... What's she doing? Oh, yeah, she's... It's, she's just sort of staring out the window, and there's that song playing, 
and she just starts jumping around and stamping her feet. Mm. And it's a bit like, what's going on here? And she's she's sort of just letting it out in a way. Yeah. Um, and then she looks under the cupboard, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And there's that shard of... Uh, the lamp. The lamp that had, we haven't even spoken about, but is used in a previous scene in an argument between mum and dad. And it's still smashed, but there's one piece that hasn't been cleared up because it's under the cupboard. And she gets it, and it's this really sort of sharp piece, and you just, she stares at it, and you're like, no, do not fucking... Because you think, what's she going to do? Is she... Is she going to harm herself um, or worse? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think of that. So you didn't... I thought... You just thought it was... I don't know. <clears throat> I, what I got from it was less, I don't know, a more, a more subtle thing. I thought it was just like... Because earlier on, when she, when it showed the mum that threw the lamp at her, her dad, mm. then it, it cut quite abruptly to the next morning. And the mum and dad are sitting together calmly... Laughing, yeah. Yeah, just kind of like, move you know, on, move yeah. on. You know, it's the next day. Everything's fine again. And it kind of lingers on his patch. And I think that just, I think that just shows a, a, a really interesting moment from her lingering on that. Like, this I, is, I this, why... like her thinking, this is so fucked up that we're just acting like everything's fine after that. I wondered why it zoomed in on that patch. And that's just, just what I yeah. got from it. Um, that it's just, just kind of her, her thinking, Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking family is this? Yeah. Um, and so when she's, I don't know, it just felt like an extension of that when she when she went to grab that shard from there, like almost like, Jesus, I want to remember this. Okay. That this happened. Mm. Let's not forget what's going on here. Again. No, that's that's quite interesting, yeah, because she, she does, yeah, because we also see her when she's lying in bed and her sister's next to her and she she says why she says like why is our family so, so yeah what or what does she say I can't remember and she says we should all live separately yeah so yeah that's a good point yeah mate but I guess it's I guess that shot of just her staring at it is kind of meant to um ignite you know it could could be a number of things but I, I remember at the time yeah I definitely was fearing the worst I thought she was going to hurt herself or okay or hurt someone yeah, that, that's interesting. No, I never, I never got any feeling like that from her as a character that she would, mm. that she was, really ready to snap in that way. But when she did snap, such what again great acting because it was so realistic. Like, yeah, when she was in her room, um, she shut she shut a door and she was just sort of head down, you know, crying in her room. And whilst her parents were outside screaming abuse at her, like you are so stupid. Why would you? Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. It's just like a torrent of abuse on top of her, that, and she's already taken so much by this point. Mm. Well, they weren't even talk. They weren't even talking to her. Was the other aspect of it? Oh, they were just talking it, about. They were just yeah. They were just like uh, complaining to each other mm. loudly about her, and you know, saying things like "What's wrong with her?" and, and things "Why is like her that. person? Why can't she be like yeah. everybody else?" Yeah, there's something wrong with her personality and shit like that. Shit that well, actually, she's got a pretty good personality, I think. Well. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the point, I guess. But and then she, and then she snaps and uh, starts chucking her bag around and um, oh, and then there's that horrible moment when with her brother. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's how her brother because at this point she's already had the operation. Mm. She's got this, you know, massive scar on the side of her face and a big patch, mm. and and her brother hits her on the other side of the face, mm-hmm. tears her eardrum, and you're like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so it was, yeah, just another 
really hard 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 scene to watch. Yeah, it was good as well. The uh, the way that they just kind of looked the other way all the time at the brother beating her uh, throughout until until that until that moment when her, her dad says, "How dare you do that in front of me?" As if to say, "It's fine to do it." Well, yeah, yeah. when I'm not there. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's pretty much all it comes down to. Uh, yeah, still not really very good. <laughs> yeah, like if you're gonna do that, do it when I'm not here. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, I don't want to fucking see that. Mate. Yeah, um, but I think for me, probably like the lowest of the low is for her. It is is when you know the collapse of the bridge, mm. and we get a little bait and switch there. We think the sister's mm. gonna be dead. And it turns out it's fine, so you're like, okay, thank God. And then, oh. bam. It hits you like a ton of bricks, though. Teacher. It's horrible. Um, yeah, because she receives a she receives a package, a sketchbook off the teacher, and she's so happy, to, you know, and she, she's writing her thank you note, and and the reason she knows the address where, and where the teacher is is because of the, the return address on the one that she's just received. And she goes there, and, and that's when she finds out mm. what's happened, and it's just, oh, it's... Soul destroying is it? it <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, but it really is. It's just like that's almost the last straw. Like the one thing that was going well for her, and the the one person that she really really liked. Yeah. He also, you know, you can't see it coming because the letter comes after the bridge collapse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you don't. So it just doesn't cross. It didn't cross my mind. Didn't cross my mind at all. Yeah. Um, Oh, that that was a crushing blow, and that had a big effect. And um, and that and the scene where her her sister and her sister's boyfriend drive to the site of the bridge, mm. and they just you know they just stare at it and just sort of reflect and mm. great great moment, great scene. Definitely, no words needed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've not got too much more to say. Well, I mean, we didn't see uh, in the letter. So we never we never actually found out why she quit, did we? Oh yeah, because initially, yeah, she's told by the headmaster that she's quit, but we're sort of like, well, is that true? And she, well, she says that too. And she says, yeah, she says, did did she really quit or did you fire her? Yeah. Um, but then it says in the letter, doesn't it? I, I, it says I I regret quitting that school. I'm like, yeah, fucking bet you do. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it doesn't actually. Because it says in the letter, I'll explain everything to you next time I see you. So I, I really like that, that we never get that explanation. It's all just left. Like, that's even worse for her as well. She never mm. gets any closure on that. Yeah. Uh, she never gets to see her again or find out what happened. Yeah. So fucked up. It's just like... I know, yeah. Oh, my God. It really is. It really was. Um, and then there's that, you know, where she's, she does what a teacher says and had told her and oh, yeah. looks at her fingers and... Uses that to sort of like, mm. what 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 was the reason? Was that just like a calming technique or like? If yeah, it was just like you, you know, you sometimes you'll feel like you can't do anything. That's it. Yeah, but you can move your fingers. So yeah. focus on that. Yeah, it really was um, a brilliant film, and I just thought she was outstanding in mm. the direction, and it just a very, again, all three felt very believable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure I've got too much else to say, but um, I'd love to rewatch it. All right. Um, well, should we 
good favourite scenes for that then? Ooh, that's going to be tough, yeah. Hmm, let me think. Well, I think mine is going to be when she breaks down and screams at her parents. Mm. I like that scene. I think I'll go with that one. That's good, actually, yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, quickly before I say mine, I've mentioned the music and I've mentioned um, her karaoke scene, but another scene which was, again, quite quite beautiful, actually, was when the teacher sang that song to them. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics and, and just the way they were sort of staring, listening, and it and it, and it lasted a while. It was, she, after after the first couple of lines, you expect it's going to end. Yeah, but she wouldn't shut the fuck up. She wouldn't fucking shut up, would she? <laughs> but she carried on, and we haven't mentioned that scene, but that was a great one for me. But I will go for the karaoke scene. When cool. it's when it's her and her lesbian lover, um, and she just starts singing, and I don't know, I just loved it. I lo- it did it did a lot for me that scene, and yeah, I'll, I'll say that one. But cool. Hard, hard to pick actually, because many great moments. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. No. This is the moment where I have to make a decision. Uh, well, that's the end of spoiler talk for House of Humbird. Uh, so, um, yeah, and overall, no more spoilers now. So. Can listen without fear. Uh, what are you going to rate this out of ten? I've made it. I've made a decision. Okay. And I am going to give it higher than waves. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm giving it a nine point nice. five. Oof. Very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, well, I'm not going to go quite as high as that. I'm going to give it a six point five out of, out of ten. That's lower than I thought you'd give it. Is it? Yeah, because I, I know it's you. Oh, it's still pretty high, and I know you. You, you, you didn't. I like still, it. I still like. Yeah, I, I think it'll go up on a rewatch though. Okay, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and to, to be honest, even after talking about it now, I'm starting to feel a bit, a bit like I like it more. But I'm still just for now. I'm just going to stick with. That's how I felt about Mafia talking about 6. that. Six point five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and what right. are you? What are you for listening? Which I hope you are. Add this to your watch list. I'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you'll love it. Yep. All right then. Um, well, should we leave it there for this episode? We've got we've got a couple more films to see today. We do. We'll, um, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Part uh, two coming soon. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening to uh, part one of our Leeds International Film Festival special. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you when the next one's edited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right then. Well, uh, I guess I'll just say now that you can email us at filmnightsatyahoo.co.uk. Um, please follow us on Twitter at filmnights underscore and subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher or any other podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that, unless you've got anything else you'd like to say, Jack? No. Nope. Uh, then I guess I'll say it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Lord, what a difference a day makes. There's a rainbow before me Skies above can't be stormy Since that moment of bliss That thrilling kiss It's heaven when you On your menu What a difference 